You're listening to Trucking Questions from the Audio Road with Kevin Rutherford. This is the show that puts the money where it belongs, back in your pocket. You can ask questions about trucks, money, fuel mileage, maintenance, tires, tax, technology, or anything else about the business of trucking. Here we go. Let's head on down the audio road. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The website is letstruck.com. This is Destination Health. My co-host is Kim Cockerham. This is the show where we take your calls and answer your questions about everything health. We can talk about fitness, nutrition, food, diet, training, exercise, disease, you name it. We'll talk about it. All you have to do is pick up the phone and ask the question. We've been lied to for decades, and it's killing us. And Kim and I are here to help you find your way to better health through real food. And we're going to get to your calls in just a little bit. Kim, welcome back. Hi, Kevin. So glad to be here from Chile, Ohio. <laughs> yeah. What uh, What's the weather like in Ohio today? You know what? Actually, you know, it's nice. It's in the 30s. I, um, you know, I miss this kind of Midwest you know, December weather. Um, it's sunny, so that's easier to say that here today. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. So um, I've got a couple things. We'll see what mm-hmm. you've got, and then we'll get to some calls and questions. I, I remember reading a book a long time ago, and it was when I was first starting to study success and things like that. And it talked about patterns. And it, it made the case that really successful people were good at seeing patterns where other people couldn't see them or see them before. And it kind of stuck in my mind. So I always look for those things now. And you and I have been working on a lot of consultations, um, Mm -hmm. a lot. It's like all we do right now. And I'm, I'm seeing very, very clear patterns and it's Mm -hmm. encouraging because we, we can see what works and I'll kind of outline what I'm seeing. And the interesting thing is I put this down in, in like a six step approach. As I was thinking through this pattern, I was making notes and writing and I had these six steps. And then I looked at the six steps and I thought, boy, the NTA really has it going on. Their Mm -hmm. system really, really works. And when I looked at my steps, I thought, all I really did was just kind of recreate a lot of what we would do through the NTP process. But I wasn't thinking that way. I was just looking at the problems we see, how we fix them, then we might move on to the next thing. And I thought this is just, the body's so complicated, but this fix is so simple. And you know, when, when we think about it, it makes sense. Again, and I keep going back to this, but there is no way humans could have taken over the entire planet. We're the only species that can live everywhere on the globe. And we've obviously thrived. We could not have done that if we wouldn't have been very, very healthy. But we're not very, very healthy anymore. In fact, we're very, very sick. And the more you look at statistics, the more you realize how sick people are today. And you don't even have to look at statistics. One of the things I've been doing is just listening to people. Everybody has something wrong with them. And they talk about it all the time. 
everybody mm-hmm. has some sort of a disease, an ailment, a symptom. They're taking some sort of a drug. They're dealing with somebody at the doctor. It, it, it's just everywhere. And, you know, when you start to pay attention to it, it can get discouraging. But now that I know the answer, it's very encouraging. So here's some of the things we're seeing. Um, the first many consultations we were doing, a lot of those people had already cleaned up their diet. They had been mm-hmm. listening to us. They had been following along. They were making the changes. So it seemed like the fir- many of the first um, evaluations we were doing were kind of tricky. We were the, we were down to some of the more um, tough problems to kind of troubleshoot and figure out, and I'm going to come back to that in a little bit. But we also, with the free evaluation that we've been offering, we've seen a lot of people fill out that form that haven't changed their diet. And mm-hmm. it's really interesting to see the difference. When we come across somebody who hasn't changed their diet, they are off the charts on symptoms. And the other thing I've noticed, they are almost all reacting heavily to one of the big three food groups. And it's showing up on their fit mm-hmm. test. And it's grain, dairy, and eggs. Those seem mm-hmm. to be the worst offenders. And when you find somebody who is reacting to grain and gluten, and you see somebody with some pretty severe problems on their charts. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, and I know that's a tough one. It's one of those things people like hang on to. And those are the ones that haven't cleaned up their diet. Like you said, you know, it's very apparent the ones that haven't, they've gone through the stages to make it happen. Um, and it is, it's going to be a little bit more of a, a little bit work, a little bit more handholding. And that's what we're here for to help those that really do have to make some significant changes, um, especially in diet. Cause that seems to be a challenge, uh, from the get go. Yeah, you know, this really comes down to one thing. I mean, I I can really make this one claim is if you want to be healthy, all comes down to diet. I mean, we could talk about all the other stuff, but if you don't change your diet, forget all the other stuff. It's not going to matter. You can exercise till you drop. You can take all kinds of supplements. You could go the medical route and take all kinds of drugs. If you don't change your diet, you're not going to be healthy. It's just as simple as that. And it's becoming so apparent. Yeah. And, you know, the couple um, consultations we did have, it, it's interesting that, you know, we, we approach supplements as that something's very targeted. Um, most of them will not be forever. You know, like I see myself personally taking probiotics forever and, you know, um, some of that. But so you talk to the people that have their diet cleaned up and then you have the supplement um, recommendations and you just have this sense of, um, I don't want to say a little bit more hope, just a little bit, they're just a step ahead, I guess. And then um, if you have somebody that just, you know, that's from the first, they have to clean up their diet first, and then we have these supplements to do it, you're like, oh, you know, you, and I think you even really had to be encouraging with one of them that, 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 listen, these supplements aren't going to do a thing unless you do that first thing with your diet. Um, we can't stress that enough. Yeah, and I, I will tell people, do not try supplements if you're not going to fix your diet. You are wasting your money. Mm-hmm. There is very, and I think this is why for me, for many years, I was completely mm-hmm. against supplements because I, I can remember I, I opened my gym when I was 19 
And I brought in a line of bodybuilding supplements and very few of them did anything. There were a couple that did and the things that actually worked also caused damage to your body. So they weren't worth taking. And I'm not just talking about steroids. There were some over-the-counter supplements you could buy that were just really hard on your body. You actually did get some results in bodybuilding with them. But it kind of, it, but almost every other supplement I've ever tried. And I think people realize, I test and measure things. I, you know, I approach supplements the way I did fuel mileage. I didn't believe just because somebody said this product gets you 10% more. Well, let's test that and see. And with fuel mileage, 99% of what I tested didn't work. And supplements were the same way. I would test, I would measure, I would, you know, follow up and I would say that did nothing. There were no results. And I'm telling people right now, if you think you're going to go out and buy supplements and fix problems and feel better, don't bother. They're not going to work. If you don't fix your diet first, they're not even worth taking. You're just flushing your money down the toilet. Mm -hmm. So yeah. can be so incredibly powerful. So let me go through this list. So step number one, eliminate grains, because we see amazing results when people do that. I, and I know that one is a tough one, but when you do that, we see people just make massive changes in their health. Um, the next one, lower sugars. We've talked about this a lot. The lower you get your sugar and carbohydrate count, the better people respond, especially if you've got type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, high inflammation. The, the very low-carb diet fixes a lot of those things. Um, you know, and we could also, I kind of laid this out, six things. I would take these one month at a time. Spend a month eliminating grains and see how much better you feel after 30 days. And it, it, that's all it's going to take. You will clearly see a difference in 30 days. Then work on the sugars. Get the sugars down as low as you can. And the, the result you're going to see there, the immediate result is weight loss and energy. That's what we see. When you eliminate grains, we see weight loss because you're cutting carbs and all kinds of other things. But we also see people, inflammation goes down, gut issues start to heal. Then you get the sugars down. We see weight go away. We see energy come up. Um, from there, for a lot of people, um, after that point, we need to fix digestion. We, we almost always come across digestion issues with people. So at that point, you know, let them kind of focus on their diet for a month or two and then fix digestion. And uh, I'm going to get to a break. The music's playing. We're going to come right back. We're going to talk about this. And we're also going to get to your calls and questions. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford.
welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Uh, my co-host is Kim Cockerham. We're we're talking just kind of big picture right now about how this health really just does come down to diet. It, it and I know we've talked about this, but it becomes more and more obvious to me. And Kim, you know, some people, we could look at this and say, well, why don't we start working on digestion right away? And for some people, maybe you can. But I also think that two things. One, if you spend that first 30 to 60 days really working on your diet, you'll know that you're able to do it and make the commitment. And if you can't, then there's no point in working on anything else. Seriously, if you're not Mm going to fix your diet, I just don't see the point in trying any of this other stuff. So spend that first 30 to 60 days just making sure you can. Because honestly, I think the vast majority of people are not going to be able to do this. And I shouldn't say not going to be able to, not willing to. I I hear from a lot of people that say, oh, well, I know when I eat that food, I feel really bad, but I like it. So they keep eating it. And that's their choice. I mean, we're all adults. But I, I, I think take 30 to 60 days to make sure you're committed to, to fixing your diet before you <clears throat> spend any time or money on anything else. So then I say fix digestion because virtually every single person we've evaluated needs help in digestion. I, have we found anybody yet who doesn't? Mm-mm. No, no. Even, you know, because there's so much that affects it, you know, um, along with the diet. But Yeah. And it's encouraging because we can fix it. We can fix it. Absolutely. That the the good mm-hmm. news here is people are willing to do these steps. You can fix almost anything in the body. The body is just amazing. So three was fixed digestion. Four, um, fatty acid balance. We also mm-hmm. see um, kind of an issue with people, not a really big one. Um but it's something that we have to address with almost everybody. And the reason's pretty clear. We are, our food supply is loaded with omega-6 and omega-3 is really hard to come by. So it's no wonder that almost everybody has an imbalance there. When we fix that, we see a lot of issues with joint pain and inflammation and energy and skin. People who have dry cracked heels, Mm -hmm. dry dry hair that all fixes itself you know it's it's i've really noticed when you know i've been at events with people and i read uh, i follow a lot of the people that do paleo and i swear i can see almost immediately how healthy these people are their skin glows they just look radiant i mean you you see Mm -hmm. a difference i think that issue fixing that fatty acid balance has a lot to do with that um After that, addressing food sensitivities, the smaller ones, you know, the big ones we've probably addressed when we start fixing the diet, eliminate the grains. If somebody's uh, reacting to dairy, I would eliminate that one quickly. If you're reacting to eggs, those are the three big ones that seem to cause a lot of problems. But then we can come back and look at some of the smaller things that might be causing uh, some issues as well. Um, After that, Really, it it comes down to, and many times this is already fixed by the time we get down to this point, but adrenal and thyroid issues. For some people, even after we get through all of this, there are some adrenal and thyroid issues left. um, And then we can 
directly address those and fix those. And that seems to fix those last couple of issues hanging around. I had one more step in here. It was kind of detox and support immune system. But I, I can see that over 90% of the people will never need that step. By the time you get there, your body is already detoxed and your immune system is a whole lot stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's interesting when you brought up about the adrenal and how some, most of that will um, fix it by the time you get there. And if it hasn't by the time you get there, that's when, which we're doing it kind of all along, but um, that's where the lifestyle, you know, and there's so yes. much to do there. Yep. You know, another interesting study I read this morning, you've heard me talk about um, prostate cancer and how the research shows that if they do autopsies on men who died in their, they did it, men who died in their 50s, 60s, 70s, I think they may even went all the way to the 80s. And they died from other things, car crash, heart attack, whatever. But they would do autopsies. And they were specifically looking for prostate cancer. And they found really, really high numbers. Like in the 50s, it was like, uh, I, I don't hold me to the numbers because they're not exactly right. But in their 50s, they found like 50% of the men who died had prostate cancer when they died. But they didn't die of prostate cancer. They died of something else. By the time you got to the 80s, it was like 90% of men had prostate cancer when they died. It's just a very common thing, but it's not killing anybody. It's just there. The interesting thing now, they're finding the very same thing on thyroid cancer. They are diagnosing, especially women. I want women to pay attention to this. They are diagnosing women three to one more than men with thyroid cancer. I'm not sure why, because they're, they're, They've looked at all the evidence. There's no reason why we should be diagnosing three times more women. Um, But they went back and did the same kind of thing. They went back through autopsy results, and they found that um, just overall, women, they didn't break it down by age groups. I think somebody might end up doing this study. But um, 35% of the women that they diagnosed dying of some other cause had thyroid cancer when they died. Hmm. But wasn't affecting them, hard to tell, but it wasn't. It wasn't, as far as they can tell, wasn't affecting anything. And they, what they're saying is once it's diagnosed, then, then everybody goes into treatment. They're doing surgeries. They're removing the thyroid. They're removing part of the thyroid. They're using radioactive iodine and chemotherapy. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. this, so they, they also looked at the, the number of thyroid cancer cases diagnosed in the last 40 years has tripled, but the death rate has stayed exactly the same. And they say that makes no sense. If there's three times more cases, there have to be more deaths and there's not. So what they're saying is we're not there's It's not that there's more cancer. We're just getting better at finding what we think is cancer and misdiagnosing it or treating a cancer that doesn't need to be treated. Mm-hmm. That's pretty scary because every time I run across somebody who's had their thyroid removed, they are in really bad health. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, because then they have, to, they have to switch everything up and deal with living with that. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah. I was so, here shaking my head. I was just, I think all of us are out there and you hear that and you're like, you just dumbfounded. Actually, I'm here shaking my head. Just, yeah. Just crazy, crazy stuff. So we are still going to beat our same drum. It's all about eating mm-hmm. real you know, we, we can tweak certain things. Some people might handle more carbohydrates. Some people might do better on keto. Some people might do better on paleo. Some people are going to need more intensive work on fixing adrenals and thyroid, maybe some lifestyle. But honestly, it all just really comes back to pay attention to what you put in your mouth. The, the more often you put whole real food in your mouth, the healthier you're going to be. Have we said that enough? Yeah, and you know what? We hear it over and over. You know, people are just sometimes. And you broke it down. I love how you broke that down and to concentrate on maybe you know one of us a month because we hear from people like not knowing where to start because it seems bigger than it is, and what happens when they're not starting. So, I'd love to see you know people. I think like we talked to you know moving into 2017, just get started because time goes by so so fast. It does. Here's another thing I, I think. We we have been giving given lots of health advice. In fact, you and I are about the same age. And for our whole life, there's been a focus on health. Prior to mm-hmm. our generation, I just don't think we talked about health that much. Mm-mm. But Mm-mm. we certainly have. I, it, I've paid attention to it my whole life. The thing is, virtually everything they told us didn't work. I mean, I tried the low-fat thing. It was horrendous. I tried the vegetarian thing. That didn't work at all. It did sort of in the beginning, but the longer I did it, the worse I felt. I've tried the calories in, calories out theory. That didn't work. I've tried exercising more. I got limited results with all of those things. So after a while, you think, hell, why listen to this? It's not working. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think people gave up because everything, we're told, oh, eat more of this. Eat kale, eat flax, eat this, eat that. And, and we run to that thing, and then we were disappointed because it doesn't fix us. One food isn't going to fix anybody or anything. So I think a lot of people have just given up because they feel like they have tried what they've been told, and it didn't work. They didn't get results. So the thing that's so encouraging, um, if we can overcome that skepticism in people and say, look, I know you've tried lots of things and it didn't work, but try one more because right. this does work. eat real food. I don't even want to complicate it any more than that. Eat real food. And by the way, grains are not real food. Let's right. just hear <laughs> about that. All right. There's the music. Um, we're going to get to a break. Kim, if you have anything, we'll hit that right after this break and then we'll get to some phone calls. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rothenberg. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination. 
host is Kim Cockerham. So, Kim, anything else, or should we get to some calls? Um, you know, just real quick, we, you know, everybody that's filled out the request for the Free Nature Key, and we've had a ton of people, you know, respond to that, fill out the questionnaire, and I just want them to know, you know, we are working with these, compiling them. Um, it's really exciting to see, you know, we've gotten back, oh, my gosh, we've had over 200 requests. We've gotten back more than half of those. Um, if you haven't done it, go out and do those. Um, we have some exciting things coming. You know, we're going to share some stuff with you and then just some exciting ways. And, and I think it's just that, we, Kevin, we're always looking for ways to um, not have people feel alone in anything that they're trying to accomplish, um, whether it's business and, and specifically here health. Um, you know, that um, we're here for you for any help that you might need with that. And so if you haven't filled it out, you know, send us the request, um, you know, watch the emails back to you to verify your email and then get the email with the link to the NutriQ and take the time to fill that out because, um, you know, now's the time to make a change if that's what you need to do and want to do. Absolutely. And um, it, it is a great time of year. I know I bash New Year's resolutions all the time because people make them and they're not serious about them and then they don't follow through. But but there is something to be said about a new year. It's just a number on a calendar. But there, there is something to be said about feeling like, okay, I'm going to hit the reset button. It's that time. I, it, it's a new year. I'm going to start off with a new way of doing things. So this is a great time. And, and like you said, we are absolutely flooded with the NutriQ evaluations right now. We're working on them. Um, we will get to them all. It, and it, it really, it, it's it's very satisfying to see somebody fill this out. And then when we present the problems back to them and the solutions, you almost see relief. Like they finally understand what's going mm -hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's they we know, most you know, we all know, but yeah, to um and also just to say, you know, um what you've been experiencing, I mean, there there is a reason for it, you know, something that you've been dealing yes. with maybe for a very long time. There's there's a reason that this is going on and there's usually a pretty easy solution to um to alleviate, to help with it. Very well said. All right, let's get to some phone calls. We're going to start off in Wisconsin. Rose, welcome to the program. Rose, are you with me? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yes. Um, yeah, um, I had a question. Well, uh, to begin, back in um, 2014, I mean, 2012, I was in a wreck, and they didn't know what was going on. And then... A few years later, they finally found that I was diagnosed with uh, complex regional pain syndrome, also known as reflex impotent dystrophy. And I was told that one thing had nothing to do with the other. And um, I started having issues in my stomach um, this past year. And I went to, when I was doing treatments um, to get my arm to be able to move and have some mobility, um, they tell me that nerve damage can have a lot to do with everything. And um, when I went to the GI specialist, um, they did MRI, you know, scans, every x-rays, everything, and they couldn't figure out what was going on. And they don't know if it's nerve damage or the medication I was um, taking. I was on gabapentin for four and a half years. I was on hydrocodone, and when I was start, starting to do um, treatments, um, I gave up my medication because 
Um, it wasn't helping. It was only making things worse as far as other issues. And um, so this year, you know, I'm I'm got better mobility thanks to um, chiropractic help. And um, yeah. it's just right now with my my, my stomach, um, they don't know what's going on. And they said that if I had any lower issues of spine, it could cause issues also with the stomach. And I was diagnosed with lumbar stenosis. So I have nerve damage, lumbar stenosis, and other issues. They don't know what's causing what. And I need duct tape and WD-40. <laughs> that's, that's how I feel right now. And yeah. um, when... Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm trying not to cry, you know. I'm, I'm sorry. Because um, for two years, give or take, I was told that everything that was going on with me was in my head. And when I was finally vindicated, you know, it let me know that everything I'm going through wasn't in my head. Mm-hmm. So I don't you know, know I, what to do now. I've yeah. tried. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I, I was just going to say, because it, it, this makes me a little crazy, there is a whole group of um, symptoms, syndromes, primarily targeting women. Um, and for a long time, the medical community has said, it's all in your head. And we keep going yeah. from one <laughs> syndrome to another. It was, uh, a, you know, a decade or two ago, it was chronic fatigue syndrome, and then things like lupus. And um, it, several diseases or symptoms or groups of symptoms that they've said, look, we've checked everything and there's nothing wrong with you. So these things must right. just be in your head. But come on, we can't have tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people reporting the same kind of stuff and believe that it's all in their head just because right. they can't find they can't find a specific problem that they can prescribe a drug for. That's really all they're saying. So when they get to that I have point, a, we, go ahead. But I, I was going to say, and I'm sorry to cut you off. I have at my parents' house a um, stack of medical papers that accuse me of being Munchausen syndrome. Um, oh. If I had my way, I want a normal life. I want to be having mobility better where I can actually feel my arm. Cause right now, um, I have mobility, but to explain to people, it's a robotic arm. I don't feel my arm. Um, because of all the nerve damage, I have migraines. I have a lot of other issues that, you know, it is, the list goes on, you know, and with nope. RSD, you have six to nine months to get diagnosed so that you can get the help that you need. And I had to wait nearly four and a half years to get help. I, 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 so, I'm yeah. really <laughs> go through this, trust me. And, and it, it's very frustrating. And what happens, um, you know, sometimes you end up in this because of uh, some sort of a condition or a symptom. Sometimes it's an accident that, that triggers this. But this story, yeah. And I've researched this heavily. Somebody gets involved in the medical system and it literally you can just document the decline. They get worse and yeah. worse over time. And, and, you know, they find one symptom. 
they give you a drug for that symptom and the drug causes another problem and then they have to give you a drug for that. And then before you know it, you're so screwed up, you can't even see straight and nobody knows what's wrong. The, the thing we right. do know, the body is just amazing at fixing itself if you give it the right nutrition. And, and then we always have to throw in as long as you're digesting the right nutrition as well. That's why we always talk so much yeah. and focus on fixing digestion because that's the second step. You can put the good food in your body. You have to be able to digest it as well. But once you get those two things, it is amazing how many other things the body will fix. Like they may tell you that that nerve damage can never be fixed. Yes, it can. Nerves regrow all the time. We just have to give the body the right nutrition in order for that to happen. So what I would say to you is you've been through their way and it doesn't sound like it's working so well, is it? No, it's not. Like I said, the chiropractic treatments that they're put me through, some of it came from Germany, the treatments they're doing, and they had to get the circulation to start moving. And right. that's all they needed to do so that I could have mobility. And if you look at me, you would say there's nothing wrong with her, but there are days that I'm locked up. I can't move properly, and treatments have made it to the point where I can at least move my hand, where two years ago I couldn't even move my hand. Um, eight to ten months ago, I was using a cane to walk, and I'm only 33 years old, and when I had this wreck, I was 27, and I've missed out on so much. So I got my pen and paper ready. So I'm, I'm ready for the knowledge right now. <laughs> okay, good. So let me just make one quick comparison. The, the traditional medical community, in my opinion, has failed you. They, they do what they do. They look for symptoms. They prescribe a drug for that symptom. And it doesn't work. It didn't work for you. Chiropractic worked because chiropractic addresses the root cause of the problem. That, that works. You, you can't treat symptoms. It doesn't fix the problem. But chiropractic digs deeper, finds the root cause, and fixes it. Now, we can support that chiropractic help even more with really good nutrition. It, and that's what we're going to talk about when we get back. Um, I, I'm sorry you've been through this. The good news is there is lots and lots of hope. We can make huge improvements in a lot of these areas. We're going to talk about that right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. All right, we're heading into the uh, fourth segment here. Looks like we've got lots of questions, so we are going to do a second hour today. So after this, hang. Oh, you know what? Let me double check. Yeah, you know what? Um, there is plenty of room. We will go into a second hour. We'll get started on it. We may not have enough questions to finish a second hour. So now would be your chance if you want to get in. Um, go ahead and press one on your phone if you haven't already done that so that you are in the queue and we will get to you. Here we go.
Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The website is letstruck.com. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. We're talking with Rose in Wisconsin. So, Rose, um, up until this point, you've been, uh, for the last five years or so, more than that, I guess, you've been very dependent on the medical community. And, and that's what we're told. You were in an accident. I'm sure they did a great job of fixing you up from the accident and all those things. But now you've been very dependent on them. You have to listen to their diagnosis. You have to take what drug they recommend. Then you see you have other symptoms and, and you keep going back. And that's when we start to feel very helpless because it's out. It, we feel yeah. like it's out of our control. We're waiting for them. I have to do what they said, and, and it didn't work, and now I have to wait for another appointment. We have to try another drug, and it, 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 you get a very, very helpless feeling. So what I want to yeah. do now is say, that didn't work. You can clearly see it didn't work. How, how about a system where you only have to depend on yourself? That would be awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would... Here's the thing we know. If you give the body the right nutrition and digest it, it will fix itself. The problem is we've never been told what the right nutrition was. In fact, we've been told exactly wrong. We were told to avoid fat when your body can't function without good fat. Good fat does so many things in our body. We, we were told it was all about calories and, and whole grains were healthy and, and all those things are wrong. Those are all the things that right. are causing the problems. Um, are you willing to give up all grains? If it will make me better, go for it. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> I really am. It will. I, I, I promise you when you do this, you're going to feel better. And if for some tiny reason you don't, if you keep working with us, we'll figure out what may have caused it not to work. But this works so often. And when it doesn't, we can usually look at digestion or some other issue. So when I say all grains, we're primarily talking about all wheat. That, that's the big one you definitely want to give up. So anything with wheat. Bread, pasta, donuts, pizza, cake, cookies, all that stuff has wheat. It's got to go. Gravies, um, you've got to be very, very careful at watching labels or try not to eat food that has labels and ingredients. Whole real food, you know, doesn't need an ingredient list. Um, if, so we're talking about wheat. Uh, I would go so far as rice, corn, oats, all of those things. They're not food. They were never meant to be food. They're not good for us. They have very little nutrition in them, and they actually have what are called anti-nutrients in them. So we want to eat food that is nutritious, and yet grains are like negative nutritious. Not only are they not nutritious, they're anti-nutritious because they will block our body from absorbing the minerals we need. So it's like a double whammy. They're, they're not giving us any nutrition and they're actually taking nutrition away from our body. So, you know, just like I said in the open, it's the single biggest thing we see people do and make a change. And in fact, that's all I would have you focus on for the next 30 days. I, I don't, I, you don't need to do anything else. Let's just start with that. Let's just start 30 days, okay. just work really hard to eliminate all grains out of your diet. Okay. 
I have one question though. Um, my mother, she's from uh, Central America, and uh, one of their biggest um, foods that they have is rice. And I was wondering if occasionally, like maybe once in a blue moon, like have like half of a cup of rice, or just or no go on that. No, that would be fine. Of the grains, okay. White rice, by the way, white rice, not whole grain rice, not brown rice. Just plain old white rice um, is probably the least problematic of the grains. And I, I will say, as strict as I am on, you know, the way I eat, I love sushi. So every once in a while, I will eat some sushi with rice. Many times, I'll just eat sashimi because it's the fish without the rice. But if you're going to cheat once in a while on the grains, white rice, not a big deal. Uh, Kim just Okay, now you're speaking my language. <laughs> Kim just sent me a sorry. little note. Too. Try cauliflower rice. Have you ever seen that? Um, I'll just stick with the plain white rice. I don't care that much for cauliflower. <laughs> so once in a while, if you want to sneak a little white rice in, not a big deal. Um, so yeah, okay. you'd be fine. With that. So so let's just let's try this for thirty days. Um, you don't have to wait 30 days to call us. You can call anytime during the show. And once we get through this 30 days, I think you're going to be amazed at the changes you see. And then we'll, we'll work on the next step. All right. Yes, sir. I mean, I'm an army brat and I'm on a mission right now. So I'm going to see this through, sir. <laughs> so I appreciate it. Thank you Love so that. much. Great talking to you. And we will talk to you again soon. Kim, isn't that wonderful? It really is, you know, for as much as she's been through and you, you, you know, she's not given up and her resolve and her determination gave me goosebumps. So I'm just um, so glad she called us. Uh, you know what? I want to ask her one more thing. Uh, um, Rose, are you still there? Yes, I'm here. Have, have you filled out Hello. our uh, NutriQ assessment? No, I haven't, sir. I, I haven't at all. Um, is on the website let's truck is that where it's at yes you can't miss it it's right at the very top it says take the free NutriQ assessment go ahead and fill that out if you would um it, and we've got a ton of these because we're doing them at no charge right now but but when we get to that which we will and while you're working on this first 30-day step that will really give us a good clue on where to go next that's going to really highlight the, the trouble areas so we kind of know where to focus on the next step. All right. I'll do that then. Thank you all so much. Thank you all so much. I have a You're good welcome. one. You too. We'll be talking to you soon. Let's go to Minnesota. Gerald, welcome to the program. Yeah, Gerald? Is that me? Yep. It is. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. I... Um... I'm trying to get on the keto diet. I've got Jimmy Moore's book, but I don't believe that I've gotten into ketosis. I started just after Thanksgiving. And uh, I'm having a little problem to really get going on it. Uh, I'm eating a lot of salads with my meat and stuff, but I see uh, he says that uh, salads also have some carbohydrates in them. 
They do, and not that that's necessarily a bad thing. I encourage a lot of vegetables and a lot of salads and those kind of things. But but if we're if the goal is to get into ketosis, which I, I believe in as well, we have to find your personal carb tolerance to because we may have to give up some of those vegetables or some of those salads for a while. There's always the opportunity that we come back to them. But to get into ketosis, we may have to give some of those up. So tell me what, have you experienced any changes in the way you feel, energy levels? Have you lost any weight, anything happening? Well, I'm happy enough that it's hard to get to find a scale to weigh, so I didn't really get a starting point. Uh, okay. Well, how about clothes? I, I don't even really care so much about the number on a scale. Have you noticed that your pants are loose? Maybe a little bit. I, I believe that I probably have lost a little bit of weight, but uh, okay. not as how much about, as I'd hope, I guess, at this point. Yeah, how about energy levels? I, I think that they're going up some. I, my okay. legs and knees are bad. I've been riding, I can't walk a lot, but I've been riding my exercise bike, and I've gone from real short stretches up to 30 minutes at a time. I think you're seeing some results from moving to a cleaner diet than what you were eating, but I don't think we've gotten into full-blown ketosis. Do you know if you have any blood sugar control issues, any diabetes, pre-diabetes, any of those things? I've never been diagnosed with that ever. And, okay. Uh, I got some of the ketosis te test strips for the urine. And they showed almost nothing to maybe a little, little bit towards the moderate side. Yeah. So what we're going to need to do, and we're, we're going to run out of time today, it sounds to me like we need to go lower carb, higher fat. I mean, that, that's really what I think you should try. So you got to look at your diet. You have to cut out some more carbs. So that may mean giving up some of the salads and veggies right now. You need to add more good fats in so your body has that source to produce ketones. If you're doing the Bulletproof coffee, I might recommend going to the brain octane because that kind of helps jumpstart ketosis. Um, boy, there's so much I want to say and we're all out of time. But that's, that's really where I would start. And then call us back, but look at eliminating some carbs, adding some more good fats, possibly adding the brain octane and bulletproof coffee. And I think we can kind of bump you into ketosis and you're going to see those results get even better. All right, Kim, any closing thoughts? Um, hope you guys just, uh, you know, looking forward to wrapping up 2016 with you and seeing where we go. All right. Great stuff. We'll see you next time. Be safe, be profitable. Be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey. Kevin Rutherford. All right, we're going to start a second hour. Let me check questions here real quick. Uh, looks like we're pretty loaded with questions, so we're just going to go ahead and get started.
Your money, your taxes, your truck, and your road to success in the trucking industry. This is Trucking Business and Beyond, the show that puts the money where it belongs. Back in your pocket. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The website is letstruck.com. This is Destination Health. My co-host is Kim Cockerham. And this is the show where we take your calls and answer your questions about everything health, fitness, diet, nutrition, training, food, lifestyle, you name it. We'll talk about it. All you have to do is pick up the phone and call us. We've been lied to for decades. Much of what we've been told about food and nutrition and health is just plain wrong and it's killing us. And Kim and I are here to help you find your path to better health. And we do it with real food. Kim, welcome back. Oh, so glad to be here, Kevin. How are you? I am doing wonderful. And, uh, you know, one of the things I've talked about this before, I try to wake up every morning thinking of a couple mm-hmm. things I'm great for. I try to do it before I go to bed at night. Just a, a great way to start and end the day. Kind of keeps us focused on on what really is important. And so many times now I find myself in that list just being very grateful for how good I feel physically. It's a good place to be. <laughs> it's a good place to be. You know, I I, I, I don't want to say that I've suffered a lot of health problems through my life because I really did. And I, I've been fairly healthy. Um you always feel like, you know, you're the one that has something wrong. But when I kind of compare myself to other people, I, I have probably been pretty healthy my whole life. But as a child, I had horrible digestive issues. I was in and out of the hospital for it. I was diagnosed with colitis and, you know, put on a weird, low fat, high fiber diet that just, you know, was a disaster. And uh, I just I dealt with a lot of pain and and you know what? I just thought it was normal. I just thought, well, it's just mm-hmm. something, you know, it's what I have. And I did learn as an adult to eat in certain ways that made it a little better. But then, you know, I started to develop a lot of joint pain, arthritis runs in my family. And I thought, oh, well, I guess that's just how it is. And I look back, I had headaches. I used to go to the chiropractor a lot. And I would go to the chiropractor almost always to address headaches. I never really had any back issues. Mine was always upper uh, back and neck, and it would cause headaches. And if I went to the chiropractor, it would make it feel better. Um, so, you know, just little things, nothing major. So I don't want to sound like I'm complaining. But the thing now is I don't suffer from any of those mm-hmm. things. And I'm not going to the chiropractor, and I'm not taking any drugs. I, a couple supplements, not even much of that anymore. Um, I, I go on and off the supplements because my goal is to get off of them completely. So I get off of them for a while. Every once in a while, I'll find one where I think, yeah, maybe I should go back and take that again. But my goal is to get off of them completely. I'm not taking any drugs. I'm not going to any doctors. I haven't been to the chiropractor in almost two years. And I feel amazing. I have no digestive issues, none whatsoever. It just works. I don't even know I have a digestive system anymore. It just, it just mm-hmm. works. I, no joint pain, completely gone. And I just don't have those headaches anymore. My neck doesn't get stiff and tight. Uh, in fact, every once in a while when I'll feel a little headache coming on, it's almost like, what the hell is that? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have, 
where what's that and then the next thing i know it's usually gone anyway it's not a big deal um and and the only real change the major change that i made is the food i put in my mouth now is just real food i mean i i, I will say i just don't cheat much on this i i i pay attention to what i eat and it is primarily a big plate full of vegetables with enough meat and fat to make it taste really good and be very satisfying i mean if i had to sum up my diet that's really what it is now i i every meal i think how can i get more vegetables into this meal so for example i might in variety is a big thing so i might saute one day i might saute cabbage and mushrooms and leeks those are all really great vegetables and mm -hmm. that may be the big for the meal, a big pile of saute. And by the way, I saute it with really good, healthy fats. So either butter, brown butter, ghee, those things all taste amazing. Coconut oil, if you like coconut, is a great thing to saute in. I like cooking in duck fat. So I always keep duck fat around and beef tallow. So even though it's a big pile of veggies, it's very satisfying because it's got loads of good fat in it. Um, seasoned well then I'll usually have a fatty cut of meat like a shank or a rib or um, you know the fattier cuts of meat and and maybe four to six ounces um, not a, not a lot mm -hmm. enough to make it taste good make it very satisfying and then once it's on the plate I'll just look at what else could I add at this point I'm usually looking for something fresh so I'll slice up tomatoes um, herbs, you know, a, a big, I know this is going to freak you out, but a big pile of cilantro. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, I'm not a cilantro person. That's funny. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, it's, it, and you're not a big recipe person. So that's what a lot of people are looking for. Recipe. You're not a big recipe person. You do very simple, very tasty dishes that, um, look good. Like you said, by throwing those colorful raw, you know, vegetables on there. Yeah, you know, tomatoes, olives, um, fresh herbs, um, greens, sometimes just greens tossed in a little um, apple cider vinegar and a good avocado oil. Um, slices of avocado. I love garnishing a plate with slices mm -hmm. of avocado. So that, that's, that's the basic plan for my meal. A big pile of vegetables with tons of either butter or a you know a good fatty sauce, something to make them taste really amazing. Um, a little bit of a good fatty cut of grass-fed meat of some kind, and then a lot of fresh stuff on top, a lot of fresh garnish kind of stuff. And that's really the way I eat 90% of the time. And it, it, it is absolutely mind-boggling to me how much of a difference that makes. Yeah, and it's and you know we all watched you this past year, two years, and um, truly is that. And if anybody's out there having those pains, like you said, that you're so used to, that that isn't something you need to be used to. <laughs> no, no, it's not normal. We we we've come to believe it's normal because we all felt mm -hmm. that way. You now I said at my last show, I've been paying attention to people. Everybody has something wrong with them, and they talk about mm -hmm. it. Everybody has some ache, some pain, some symptoms, some disease. They're taking some drug. They're going to the doctor for something. So we just think well, that must be normal. It's not. We, we, we should not be talking so much. I, I saw a great um, quote, uh, probably 
not I should go back and look for it so I get it right, but it was along the lines of the U.S. does not have a health care system. We have mm-hmm. a disease management system. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's very, very true. Yeah. We need to, so we need to opt out of that disease management system and create our own health care system. And it really comes down to food. What do you say we get to some phone calls? That sounds great. We've got a lot of great questions. All right, let's do that. Let's go to California. Will, welcome to the program. Thanks for taking my call, and I uh, haven't been listening in a little while, so I am going to go on and uh, hit that questionnaire up. Uh, one of the things I remember you guys talking about before that was a uh, indicator, and I was like, oh, kind of a deja vu moment, was uh, that skin tags were kind of a bit because uh, – I asked my doctor, looked at my insulin levels, and said, well, it looks okay. But, uh, I, and uh, I have a family history of some thyroid issues, but nothing, nothing's really showing up, at least on the tests they run. And I know you guys had mentioned, uh, as far as some things that look into the deeper uh, side of things, that uh, our uh, health, uh, our disease management system overlooks until it gets worse. Yes, we do. It, 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 the, the approach we take as, as you know, the NTA and NTPs, um, and Kim now is on her way to becoming an NTC, um, the approach is almost the opposite of the medical community. The, the medical community still wants to say that nutrition has almost nothing to do with anything, which is unbelievable that we can still have that attitude. Nutrition isn't taught in medical school. Doctors are not encouraged to study nutrition. They, are, they learn to diagnose a symptom, a syndrome, a disease, and then prescribe a drug. That, that's what they do. And that never solves the root cause of the problem so we that's why it's really just a disease management system we're not fixing anything we're just managing diseases and symptoms with drugs whereas what we believe is that the body can heal itself all it needs is the right nutrition and and to digest it properly and it really is just as simple as that We're going to get to more stuff right after this. Stick around. Kevin Rutherford. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. We're talking with Will in California. So, Will, is there a specific question I can help you with? Um, well, I guess one starter, you, you mentioned as far as grains, and uh, 
wife's been preparing a lot of my meals and uh, try, try to keep out that. But uh, what's a healthier alternative to a, a, a sandwich? Uh, she just puts a little meat, a little cheese uh, dressing on it. How, how can I make that better? Instead of making it between two slices of bread, take all of the ingredients you would want to put on any sandwich. And I mean anything. We could be talking about a Reuben, a mushroom Swiss cheeseburger, um, a meatball sub. Think of any sandwich you could make. Take the ingredients out from in between those two pieces of bread and pile them on top of a salad. It is one of my favorites. I, I love eating that way. And it gives me so many ideas because there's so many sandwiches. And literally, I just take whatever ingredients I would normally put on a sandwich and I put it on a big bed of greens and then add a bunch of veggies and add a nice, good, fatty, homemade dressing, um, lots of fresh herbs. I, I just absolutely love eating that way. The, the first year, I so really, sort of a really... some version of the uh, Caesar, kind of? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, but that's the thing. Think about all the different varieties of salads that there are. We could have a Caesar. We could have a chopped salad. We could have all greens. I mean, it's endless. The same thing with sandwiches. Okay. All I do is put the two together. I, and I love the contrast of hot food on a cold salad. I love the contrast of fatty meats on a cold, crisp salad with the dressing and lots of colorful vegetables. And the first year that I did this, it, the thing that I probably missed most was sandwiches. Now I don't miss them at all. In fact, I look forward to going, you know, into a restaurant and ordering a sandwich on a salad. Okay. Um. And then, uh, what the you had mentioned about the skin tags, and I forgot the correlation. Is what is that symptomatic of? Uh, is that the the insulin or the thyroid issue, or combination thereof? You know, one of the we don't do we don't try to diagnose that one individual issue. One of the the, right. the way we approach this is we work on what we call the foundations. And then once we work through those foundations with somebody, what we find is about 90% of all the stuff the medical community was addressing directly goes away. So we don't even have to address it. We don't even have to think about it. Fix the foundations and those things fix themselves. And if they don't, well, then we might only end up with one or two little things that we'll address when we get there. So the foundations are one diet. Uh, that is the number one foundation, eating whole real food. Then we look at digestion, sugar handling, fatty acid balance, vitamin and mineral needs, hydration. Those are the foundations. And if we fix those foundations, Almost everything else fixes itself, and we don't even have to address it. Good deal. I mean, well, you it were sounds asking like I need about to jump on that question. Yeah, you were asking about it's on like you know with your diet. Where do you feel like you are with your diet? With what you heard like having talk about you know at the beginning of the show and so forth. Um, 
do you need to do some some adjusting there do you think well trying to be doing better as far as the intake trying to limit and balance the the foods but I, I'm kind of one of the ones Kevin talked about as far as that tried the low fat route as far and trying to watch what to take and I think more of what you said as far as finding some of the the better balances uh, of things that because uh, my body feels like it's just kind of stuck in stuck in between gears and uh, I'll work on that questionnaire maybe that'll help point point out some of the things that I don't realize that I'm not addressing. Yeah, and, and be, uh, yeah. be careful with the word no, balance. Yeah, I was going to say be careful with the word balance. And the other phrase when it comes to nutrition that kind of drives me nuts is moderation in everything. That's bullshit. Mm -hmm. Moderation in bad stuff is still bad stuff. So I, I, right. I not believe in moderation when it comes to our diet. I believe in you eat as much of the stuff that's good for you as you possibly can, and you avoid all the things that are bad for you. That's that's not a moderate diet, and that makes a lot of people crazy. Right. My God, when, when I was standing around a group of nurses one time, and I was saying that, and I thought they were all going to, I thought their heads were going to fall off. But I mean that. I do not believe in moderation in the diet at all. In fact, I believe in extremes or what are considered extremes in today's world. I believe you should eat as much whole real food that doesn't have a wrapper and a label as you possibly can. And that that's not moderate at all. I would go to the extreme that if that's all you ate, if all you ate were meat and vegetables and fats that did not come in a package, did not have a label of any kind, did not have an ingredient list, if that was 100% of your diet, you would be the healthiest you could possibly be. And that's not moderate at all. Most people would consider that very extreme. Yep, exactly. And the, the one sneaky one to come across a while back that most people don't realize, you're better off grating your own cheese if you want grated cheese because all those pre-prepared packages – one of the main ingredients listed in there is cellulose. So if you're using yep. powdered wood to, to keep your cheese from clumping. Yes. So let, let's just take that lesson because you are absolutely correct about grated cheese. We do it purely for convenience. Think of every convenience food and there's going to be a problem with it. Every convenience food. Even as simple as, and I'm not saying don't do this, but I'm, I'm just going to point something out. And I understand in a truck, we're going to make some compromises. And, and I get that. But, but we need to make the improvements first. So here's an example. You go into the grocery store in the produce department. They have a bunch of pre-cut produce. Boy, that's convenient. The peppers are already chopped. The onions are already chopped. It's, it's all wrapped up nice, ready for me to go. Look, I'd much rather see you eat that than anything out of the center of the grocery store. But there's even a compromise there. As soon as you start to cut vegetables, you start to damage nutrients. And the longer they stay cut before you consume them, the more nutrients get lost. Now, that may be an extreme because I'm telling you, if you're in a truck, 
and that's the way you're going to eat your vegetables because it's convenient, then get them. But we can even go to the point of saying virtually everything that makes food more convenient makes it less nutritious. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. So get started on that. Go ahead and do the NutriQ questionnaire. So the next time we talk, we'll have more information. Kim, one of the things I'm looking forward to, you said we have, uh, I believe, over 200 mm-hmm. NutriQ. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be I think it's going to be really interesting and fun when somebody calls in with a question and they filled out the NutriQ and we can go at least take a look at some things um, and have a little more information now the other thing that I will tell people is that this free evaluation is Mm -hmm. limited free it has Mm -hmm. to be limited Um, If we were to do a full evaluation on everybody we've offered this to, you and I couldn't do it in a year. There's that many of them. So we do have the gold highway plan and the silver highway plan, and we're working on some other ideas as well, because even if I were to take somebody's NutriQ on the air, it's only going to give me a, a little more information right now, but we're very limited on time. You know, so I might be able to answer a question or two. It might guide us in a, a, a different direction. But to get really in-depth on this, that's why we have the gold highway programs and the other health programs we're coming out with, because we don't have enough time on air to really, really get to the root cause of the problem. We can make some recommendations and go have people try it. It's kind of the, this is almost the do-it-yourself approach. You know, we'll we'll give you kind of a direction. You're going to have to go do the work yourself. With the Gold Highway, we're literally right there every step of the way helping them, and we spend a lot more time with them. Yeah, and this is just a piece of it. Yeah, we do, like you said, there's so much to learn about you guys' life and everything you're dealing with out there that goes with this nature cue. Yeah, we, you know, in the Gold Highway, we do the food journaling, we do the lifestyle assessment, we do an interview where we really dig in and ask a lot of questions. And it's a lot more time consuming, but looking forward to at least having maybe Mm -hmm. one more information to help somebody when they call in here on the air. We're going to get to a break. We're going to come right back and do more of this. Stick around. I'm Kevin Ruff. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. My co-host, Kim Cockerham, is with me. We're going to get back to your calls in just a second. Kim, I was, I was looking at uh, one of the in-depth evaluations that we're doing, one of the Gold Highway programs where we do spend a lot more time with people we dig in. Uh, and we're doing somebody's child. And mm-hmm. it, it, 
this one was so interesting to me because he's got some real issues. I mean, you, I, I feel really bad, you know, for kids who have to deal with this kind of stuff. Um, he's got lots of health issues. But the interesting thing is, as soon as we looked at his fit test and his food journal, mm-hmm. it was really, really obvious what was going wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was a, it was a shocker and it wasn't a shocker. It was almost like a relief when we saw that come up because, uh, yeah, we have, and we had that other, the other mom that came on the show that both of her kids ended up that way too. And um, it should be very helpful for them that they can control this right in their own home, in their own kitchen. Absolutely. You know, I, I, um, on this particular case, um, I think this child is very uh, reactive to gluten. I think most Mm -hmm. of his issues are going to improve tremendously if we can get all gluten out of his diet. I think he's probably one of those people that is very sensitive to even small amounts. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I noticed um, was that breakfast every day was honey nut mm-hmm. Cheerios. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they've made a big deal now about the fact that honey nut Cheerios are gluten-free. And I thought, hmm, I'm going to go do a little digging. So I went and did a bunch of research. Turns out that they can claim they're gluten-free, but they're not all that gluten-free. And they've tested batches of them that have been significantly higher in gluten than what they're supposed to be for a gluten-free product. Yeah, and I, you know, it's one of those red flag things too. As soon as you start, you know, replacing something or finding the alternative, if you, you know, go too far that way, you're going to end up with, you know, just you're going to, you know, different issues or, you know, it's just, you know, like you said, back to the real food. But yeah. Yeah, you know, with the whole breakfast cereal thing, that's kind of an American Mm -hmm. thing. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, breakfast cereals were all developed in Michigan, Um, you know, Kellogg and and all those guys. And the funny thing was they were developed as health foods. Um, Kellogg actually had a a sanitarium, a health farm, um, and fed everybody a whole grain. It was a health thing. Mm. That's why they developed the cereal to begin with. And, you know, we were kind of led to believe that it was healthy until Mm -hmm. we started you know, totally loading a breakfast cereal with sugar, which really created mm-hmm. a big problem. But the base cereal itself was never healthy. The wheat, the oats, the rice, whatever they were making the cereal out of, that we call them cereal grains. They're, they're not healthy at all. Um, and, and we certainly see that now. So we just need to go back to, we as Americans, we kind of really screwed up breakfast. You know, yeah. we, we create breakfast foods, cereal, bagels, toast, those muffins, those kind of things. When most people in the world just eat food for breakfast, uh, you know, meat, vegetables, those kind of things for breakfast. Why, why is that meal any different? Um, and all the f- breakfast foods we kind of develop just aren't that great for us. So just think about breakfast, any other meal. This is the one People get all kind of weird about breakfast all the time. When you talk about eating mm-hmm. real food or eat, you know, they'll say, but what about breakfast? Well, what yeah, about it? Yeah. It's no different. <laughs> My favorite breakfast is leftovers from dinner the night before. Yeah, that's easy. Just cook a double dinner. <laughs> Take care that's of two right. meals. That's right. All right. So what do you say we uh, get back to some calls? 
Yeah, let's do that. All right, let's go to Virginia. Steve, welcome to the program. Happy New Year, guys. Hey there. Okay, uh, yeah, my wife has a uh, friend who um, is, uh, she's a, She's a professional, and she has celiac disease, and she has, they, our, our great medical system has already taken, already taken a portion of her large intestines out, and she is, she is open, I think she wants to do a little research on her own, she wants to know some books that would uh, specifically dig down into celiac with nutrition. What would be some of the books I could give her to look at first? I'd love to get her. I'd actually love to get her calling into your show occasionally. But uh, she's a, an executive uh, with uh, with the school system, like one of the top managers. And uh, so, um, so what what are what are some of the books that would uh, that would point her in the right direction? Because obviously, the medical system is just treating yeah. symptoms and cutting off parts. Let me start with a question. I honestly haven't read any books specifically covering celiac. The first book that comes to mind would be Wheat Belly because he covers gluten and gliadin and, and he covers that issue so completely in Wheat Belly that that's the book that comes to mind. But let me ask you this. She knows she's celiac and celiac is actually you can diagnose celiac. Even the medical community can diagnose celiac. There are clear indicators of somebody who has true celiac disease and it's fairly rare. Um, many, many, many. In fact, I think all of us are reactive to gluten in a bad way, but celiac is extreme. She's been diagnosed with celiac. She's lost part of her intestine. That's a huge issue. Mm -hmm. Has she given up gluten completely? That I don't know because I think my wife mentioned that um, that she had said her doctor said whole grains would be okay because oh. they don't have gluten. <laughs> oh, I told her well, that, that's what that made me think about wheat belly also. I mean, when you brought if I was oh, thinking yeah. if, whether you had anything more more specific um, or something that Doctor Mercola uh, his his book. You know, I know it's it general, um, but, yeah. but uh, wheat, his... belly, wheat belly would of, of the books that I've read. Like I said, I haven't targeted any books specifically on celiac because it seems to me like the solution to celiac is pretty straightforward. You better eliminate all gluten from your diet. So I kind of assumed that maybe she had done some mm -hmm. research and it, we were just stating the obvious, but it sounds like we're not stating the obvious for her or her doctor that she absolutely has to give up every form of wheat and gluten. And, and honestly, I would have her give up every form of grains. Um, she may even want to think about, you know, for a celiac, we would dig deeper into things like coffee um, because coffee has some antigens in it that react a lot like gluten. So people who are really gluten sensitive should probably give up coffee as well. Um, I, so it sounds to me like she isn't all that well informed about this. So I would have her start with wheat belly. Yeah, I, I think uh, as a lot of people just trust their doctors and, and you know, busy people especially trust their doctors. Yeah. I think that's part of it. Um, you know, my wife's been my, now my, and my wife, you know, 
she's not listening. She has rheumatoid arthritis. I could, she could be cured, too. <laughs> but she, she doesn't listen either. She listens to her doctors also. And same thing, treat symptoms, 14 medications, that kind of thing, mm. you know. So, um, right. you know, so uh, I think the, the key is, I think if they see me, if I finish getting real healthy, maybe they'll, they'll maybe, yeah. maybe that is part of it. But, uh, but yeah, I, I would, I'm thinking, though, with, with her, another thing I was thinking about, was anything maybe by Dr. Hyman or something on the GAPS diet? Do you know of a good book on the GAPS diet? Uh, there is so a GAPS diet. Yeah. Gut? There's a book for that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is. Uh, okay. Dr. Okay. Uh, Nat- that was one I was thinking of. Kimball McBride, uh, yeah, she yeah. has a book. You know what? I think I've got that in my list that you had mentioned earlier. Uh, I think I've got that in my book list. Uh, that would be good. Maybe uh, something by Dr. Hyman, too. He has some good no, diets to clean the gut. It, uh, yeah, to, this stuff is the excellent. There's, there's no question. He really focuses on the, the high-fat aspect, uh, which is wonderful. I love his books. I think they're amazing, but I don't think it addresses. Well, I, I do, too. I do, too, but he quote. actually had, yeah, he's got, he's got some in between before he got to be high-fat. Like the blood, blood, uh, the blood sugar solution, that was right. more middle of the road. So you know that might be, I, you know, the ones with the high fat, I think are going to scare these. They scares my wife off. I mean, she just you know she can't understand it. But uh, um, but Dr. Hyman's book, the one that's the blood sugar solution, that's kind of in the middle. But it would also clean. It would it's a, it's very clean and it would really uh, help a lot probably with the uh, with the large intestine. What's left on it for her? And uh, you know, the, I would love to get her uh, calling into you guys, though, and, uh, and, and yeah, absolutely, firsthand. Absolutely, encourage her to do that. The other book, if you're looking for something kind of middle of the road, easy reading, not too extreme, um, doesn't address celiac specifically, but I really still like Eat the Yolks a lot. I, I, I think that's one of the easiest reading books that cover a lot of the issues about diet that we talk about. Um, Maybe I like it so much because it's written by an NTP, but uh, I just like the whole flow of, and the presentation of that book. Stick around. We'll be right back. Kevin Rothman. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The website is letstruck.com. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. We're going to get back to some phone calls. Before we do, Kim, you know, it, it, I think for that specific question, celiac, wheat belly is the one that really comes to mind because he dives so deep into the science of why we shouldn't be eating grains and the kind of problems they cause. And it, it's there's just so much information. Uh, but but if he's looking for something a little more moderate, I, I just think eat the yolks is still one of my favorites. Well, and it, I think you hit it on the nose when it sounded like she hadn't given up gluten completely. So you need it has to almost like it be a paradigm shift on what it's doing to her body. 
it, and here's the thing we we talked about you know at, at the beginning of one of our recent shows i talked about the fact that if you're not going to clean up your diet don't bother with the supplements mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. don't mess mm-hmm. around with trying the latest thing you saw on dr oz don't even mess around with the stuff as far as supplements that i recommend if you're not going to fix your diet don't bother you're just wasting your time and your money you're not going to get mm-hmm. results it, you've got to yeah. fix the diet first and that's where 90 percent of the results are going to come from so I'd much rather see somebody fix the diet and skip the supplements than try the supplements without fixing the diet. But mm-hmm. if you fix the diet, 90% of the problems go away. We see what's left. We can target a supplement and we can solve the other 10% with the supplements. So that's really the approach I like. But to think that if you're dealing with a celiac, and it's extreme enough that they've lost part of their intestine. That's pretty extreme, but that's what happens with this disease. And yet they still haven't given up gluten or grains. There's nothing else to talk about. Nothing. Nothing else is going to matter. If you don't give up those things, then don't bother with anything else. Yeah. So and that's the great that Steve was looking up for her. And that's the thing, you guys. I mean, we all probably know people that, you know, you want to share this with. Just, you know, don't give up on them. And that's it. Just educate. Educate and be a good example. Absolutely. Let's um, let's get to some more phone calls. Let's go to uh, California. Perry, welcome to the program. Hello there. I just got a real quick question. I uh, signed my wife up for the the gold highway deal, and I'm wondering, is that tax deductible? Is your wife a BDL holder? Pardon? What's that? Is your wife a driver, a CDL holder? No. You know, that then it is tax deductible, but you're probably not going to get a deduction for it. But let me explain what I mean. This can be confusing because medical expenses are tax deductible. The problem is you have to reach such high limits before they become deductible that most people never really get the deduction. Now, one of the things we're doing, if somebody is a PDL holder, we are saying the health programs are deductible to, in order to keep you healthy enough to keep your license. There's a business reason for doing it. That's, that's kind of creative accounting, but I'm pretty sure that I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure that we could defend that in an audit and we'd be okay. But for, for uh, somebody who doesn't need to be healthy to maintain their CDL. It just falls under normal medical expenses and it could possibly be deductible, but for most people, probably not. Okay. All righty. Just, you know, we're going to do it anyway. I just thought that would be icing on the cake, you know? Oh yeah. We're, we're always looking for those things. No, uh, certainly no harm in asking. I'd like people who are always thinking, that way. Um, but for, like I say, for a CDL holder, I think we can make the argument. Um, but otherwise, it's just going to be a normal medical expense. Uh, let's go to Kansas. Bruce, welcome to the program. 
Hello, Kevin. Thank you for your program. You're welcome. Uh, Can we help? In October, in October last year, uh, thanks to your program, I bought uh, Jimmy Moore's books and started the program with a ketogenic diet. Uh, dropped 18 pounds in the first six weeks. And uh, as a, I started out at 222, I'm down to 183 now. Wow! Congratulations. But I've got a. a I've got a lot of concerns, though, because um, I'm diabetic. I've been that way for a few years now. Uh, I, I started at, when I started this. I was on six medications. I'm down to two. Oh wow! And Excellent. I've got to, I, I, I've got to take that extra step now, though, because my doctor's concerned about my kidney function and what these medications are doing to my kidneys. And I'm having trouble sort of getting over that hump and, and taking that final step to where I no longer need the medication. Uh, to complicate things a little bit, I've had high blood pressure all my life. And uh, I've had chronic gout since I was 20 years old. Okay. So uh, dietary and being on the road, is, is it's been difficult. <laughs> no question. Um, you've made tons of progress, though, so congratulations. Now we just need to address some of those more specific issues. Um, have you had your A1C rechecked anytime recently? Uh, I've had it done. I just had it done last month and uh, the prior quarter before that. With the help of the medication, uh, it was 5.5 and 5.7 this last time. Uh, my uh, uh, one of the medications he had me get off of raised my glucose averages up about 20 points, though, and I'm I'm a little concerned about that. And in addition to that, I've got issue with my cholesterol. Uh, my HDL is 32. And my uh, LDL cannot be calculated because my triglycerides are 532. So here's the thing we know, that you are suffering all of the symptoms of, of what is called metabolic syndrome. And it, it starts with the diabetes. Actually, just about everything in metabolic syndrome we're now starting to learn is caused by too much insulin. It's we, we've had this kind of backwards. It's hard to get your head around. We've thought diabetes was a disease of too much blood sugar, which it is because that's what starts the problem. But what is really causing a lot of the problems in the body isn't the blood sugar itself that causes its own set of problems. But the blood sugar causes your body to release insulin. The insulin itself is what's causing many of the problems with metabolic syndrome then what the medical community does is when you become so in insulin resistant that your body can't produce enough, we start giving you more. Let's give you more of what's causing the problem. Let's give you more insulin. Let's give you drugs that help your mm. body produce more insulin. It, it, we're, we're, we're making the problem worse because it's the insulin itself causing the problem. So, um, what two drugs are you left on? I'm going to guess metformin and something else. 
Yeah, metformin is the only one that I'm still on for diabetes, and I take uh, verapamil for high blood pressure. Okay. Had had your blood pressure improved with the diet at all? Yes, I went from three medications uh, uh, for blood pressure down to one. Okay, good. So, yes. So, let, let's ignore the blood pressure for a little bit. Let's keep that medication. What do you think would happen if you stopped the metformin? And, and, and honestly, you don't have to stop the metformin. That is the least damaging of all the diabetic drugs. So I do know there are a lot of doctors who believe in low-carb and keto and will still keep their patients on metformin for a while. So you, you may want to just keep that one, but you may want to experiment um, and I would monitor your own blood sugar while you were doing this, but you may want to just see what happens if you go off of that. I mean, the longer you stay on a low-carb diet, the more insulin-sensitive uh, you're going to become. So it took you decades to become insulin-resistant, which is what diabetes is. It's going to take some time to become insulin-sensitive again. But the longer you stay low carb and the lower carb you stay, you are one of those people that I would not recommend paleo. I would recommend very strict keto for a while um, unless we identify that you have some extreme adrenal issues or something like that. But for now, if we're focused on blood sugar, I would highly recommend you stay very low carb. And I would say try working off the metformin and monitor your own blood sugar and see what happens. And once we address that, then we could start working on the high blood pressure medication. But you could be off both of these. And, and you know that because you've gotten off a ton of medication already. So congratulations on that. Kim, isn't that amazing? It truly is. I just, you know, so proud of him. That's incredible. And I love hearing the stories. We need more success stories too, you guys. Send them to us at support at letstruck.com. We want to celebrate you. Absolutely. Great stuff. We'll see you next time. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Thanks for tuning in to the Audio Road. If you have any questions, give us a call at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Check out the website at letstruck.com and find us on facebook.com slash letstruck.